Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Money Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio comedy adventure of Ozzy and Harriet. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, a woman who is definitely one in a million, which is a scary thought because that means there are 6,000 people on Earth exactly like her, Lisa Wolf. Your your math skills leave something to be desired. No, there's there no. That's exactly right. There's there's six billion people in the world. You said six thousand. Which means if one you're billion? one in a million, there are six thousand people exactly like you on the earth. Oh, you did the yeah, math. Yeah, I did the math, Lisa. Well, I would like to meet those six thousand people. It's a scary thought. There are five thousand nine hundred ninety nine other people like you. Wow, that's exciting. I don't think so, because <laughs> that would mean. That many? Can you imagine if I was on an island with those six thousand Lisa Wolves? You would be in heaven. Could you imagine heaven? Oh my god! Kind of like gosh. Gilligan's Island, but with with that me. That would be. We'd have to have a radio station there, you know, broadcast from the island. Yes. And uh, no, I don't want to think about it. You don't want. I want to think about what's happening in Hollywood. Okay, well that was a fun thought, anyways. I kind of left left you after a woman, anyways. I wasn't really listening. Right. You said a woman, then blah 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 blah. blah. I hear wah 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 wah. wah. <laughs> right. Okay. This is exciting. So this week we are celebrating the 60th anniversary of the very first, what show? Carol Burnett show. Oh, no. So close, though. You're on the right track. Why? All in the family. No. It's your favorite television show. Seinfeld. No, your 60 years. Listen to me. Oh, the Honeymooners. Honeymooners. Love the Honeymooners. So this has been a big week because it's the 60th anniversary of the very first Honeymooners. Wow. There is a special complete collection, which is available Mm. for purchase now. Right. um, On DVD. It's called the 60th anniversary edition of the Honeymooners. Right. And the last surviving Honeymooners has been... Uh, do you know who that is? Probably Has Joyce she, Randolph. It's Joyce Randolph. Yeah, who I had lunch with her once. You did. She was so much fun. I saw a picture of her. That was yeah, Trixie. We of had lunch together, and she told me all about those days. And I'm oh. sure I asked her the same questions that everybody asked her, and she was as sweet as could be and mm-hmm. answered every one of my questions. It was great. You didn't invite me on that. I and, didn't know you. It was I, a long time ago. If you had ago. known me, I yeah. would have loved to be there. She was great. I saw a picture of her, and it was a little shocking because, you know, we remember her as Trixie, and she doesn't look like that. I mean, she's 90. Well, so, yeah, it's been 60 years. It's so like, You know, you, she grew right. up a little bit, but it was really nice. She's been doing interviews all week for, you know, the major 
stations and papers and sure, talking about her sure. experience on the Honeymooners. And what she said was that Jackie Gleason cast her at, in the Honeymooners, first a skit in the variety show, and then, of yeah. course, on the show, at 18 after he saw her in a chewing gum commercial. Really? Isn't that great? Yeah. So he spotted her. He saw, you know. That's great. So I'm thinking, She's you know. She's as sweet as can be. If I chew gum, maybe somebody will spot me. I don't know. <laughs> right. Anyhow, chew gum funny. on the radio. And Someone will spot you. Yeah. Yeah, it goes for me. So the sitcom Honeymooners aired just 39 original episodes. Right. Which is really something awesome mm-hmm. because they are still going on today. And the quote from Joyce is, we never knew for a second that we'd last for all these years. Yeah. And wow. that was uh, pretty much what she said in the right. interview. So it's pretty remarkable. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so a Billboard magazine has named somebody this year's Woman of the Year. Mm. Okay, hmm. so she will be honored at the Women in Music event, which mm-hmm. recognizes the biggest names in the industry. Right. Who is now, I'll give you a clue, last year mm-hmm. it was Taylor Swift. Mm. Okay. This year it's not Taylor Swift. Lady Gaga. Yes. I got it right. Yes, Hang on a second. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. I did it for you. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> it is Lady Gaga. Now, look, she's had a big year. So this will be televised for the first time ever. It will um, it will go aired on Lifetime on December 18th. It will be live taped on December 11th mm. um, in New York City. She's a six-time Grammy winner. Yeah. She is in FX's American Horror Story Hotel. Yes, she is. Which premieres uh, coming, up. coming up. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. She uh, released a jazz album mm. this past year with Tony Bennett. Remember, Cheek to Cheek? She's we, got nothing going on. She's got nothing she's... going on. She also is planning to release another album next year. And so she's... And this, she's dating you know, or married to the lead on Chicago Fire, Taylor Kinney. Oh, well, I see that that stuff I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, so it's very exciting. So she hangs out in Chicago a lot with Taylor. And I haven't run into her. So you need to go down there, you know, book a lunch for for yourself with her. (laughs) Get to know her a little bit. Chit-chat bring, a little bit. Bring a bring a dress of meat. She likes that, I hear. Um, uh, yes, you know, wear I'm, some meat and then and go see. And you know, her. I'm a big meat eater. Yes, you are. Uh, that mm-hmm. mm, not yes. exactly. And in you addition, like that. yeah, meat and like meat, meat don't get along too well. And this Women in Music event also honors the year's 50 most powerful female executives in the music industry. So we can look forward to that. Okay. okay. Now this is kind of interesting. Nickelodeon. Your favorite word. And interesting. interesting. Do you know that you start using that now too? Well, you know, you hang around with someone long enough, you start to pick up their little little ticks, you know. Do you call that a tick? It's like a tick. Yeah. I have a tick. Yeah, you say interesting and um Well, it could be worse. No, it could least, be. It's a good word. Right. It's got it is. four syllables. Let's see. In- oh, no. Interesting. No. It's like a three. No, no. Interesting. It's, there you go. Okay. <laughs> the the master's the double master's degree teaching the non-master's degree. Well, I, I will tell you, <laughs> in any event, there's a new 1990s nostalgia channel launching next week. Oh, it's really? It's from Nickelodeon. Right. And it's called Splat. Splat. You know, like that. Right. Splat. splat almost like on that's Batman, their, Splat. Yes, and that's mm-hmm. their symbol, the cool. Nickelodeon Splat. It's 1990s nostalgia, and it's a block of program related specifically to the 1990s heyday um, reruns of the 1990s classic shows. Oh, like, right. Yeah, like, uh, uh, you know, Good Times or what? No, that was even before. Uh, I don't know. Good if Times was, might have probably been um, the 80s. Rugrats. Rugrats. Hey Arnold. Yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Just the trot and true favorites from Nickelodeon. It's so, scary when you think that the 90s is nostalgia. I was that thinking the same makes thing. Me, makes, makes me, Give me makes my us walker. old. I need my walker. Because <laughs> that's what it's like. So you don't have 90s a, is nostalgia. 90s is nostalgia. Oh, it will also goodness. include old Nick commercials and yeah. clips of old promotions 
and theme week. So if you think about the things, I was looking at some of the things that they were advertising in right. the 90s. Yeah. It's just different. The commercials were different. The people, the hairstyles, the clothing. Right. 1990s. Right. Well, you don't look old, Carl. Well, in 1990, um, I'm trying to think, uh, what was I doing in 1990? Um, oh, my gosh. I didn't know you. No. It was, That's a good thing. Probably, I didn't know right? you. Yeah, it was the. It was uh, ah, fond memories. Well, I you know? had. Uh, I'm to think. 1990. Well, you were married. I was nine years. You did not have any kids yet. And no, you were I did. Yes, I no, yes, I did. No, no, that's wrong because my son was born in 1991. Oh, okay. And a man, no, your daughter's well, younger. Well, I can't really think back right now. My, <laughs> I need to drink some more coffee. That should help. Been, you. I haven't had much sleep lately. Really, just blame it on the sleep. Exactly. That's okay. Your but memory's you know what, Lisa? Thanks for the uh, stargazing. Thank you, Carl. You are quite the stargazer. I will keep you up to date. All each right, week. we're gonna uh, we're gonna play a lot of games on uh, the next over the f- next four hours. We have John Mellencamp is the man of the of the week. We're gonna play song clips. People are gonna call in and win prizes, all kinds of fun stuff. But when we return, it's the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. So stay with us here on the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. Now back to the best in classic radio. On Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet launched on CBS Radio October 8, 1944, making a mid-season switch to NBC in 1949. It starred Ozzy as the head of the Nelson household that included wife Harriet and their two boys, David and Ricky. Each week, the Nelsons found themselves in another amusing situation, much to the delight of the listeners. Because Ozzy felt they were too young, the Nelsons' sons, David and Ricky, did not join the radio cast until the show's fifth year. Prior to joining, their characters were portrayed by professional actors. Sponsored by International Sterling, the radio series enjoyed great popularity until 1954. In 1952, Ozzy brought The Adventures of Ozzy and Harry to ABC television, attracting an even larger audience. Although it never became a top ten hit, it became synonymous with 1950s ideal American family life. Bowing out in 1966, The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet became the longest-running live-action non-animated sitcom in U.S. TV history. Lisa Wolf, what do you think of that? That's uh, something else. Yes, it had staying power, as they say. Just Ozzy like and Harriet. You, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. This is a 1945 broadcast for you now from August 12th. Of 1945, called the Antique Vase. It stars Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard, and it's sponsored by International Sterling. Vern Smith, who I always liked, his voice is really interesting. He's the announcer on this. Is heard on CBS. Let's tune into part one now of the Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. From Hollywood International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring young America's favorite couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. It's breakfast time as we look in at the Nelson household at 1847 Rogers Road. Harriet and little five-year-old Ricky are already at the breakfast table. Ozzie and eight-year-old David are... Uh, pardon me? Eight and a half. Oh, oh, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Ozzy and eight-and-a-half-year-old David are expected momentarily. David! Here I am, Mom. Breakfast is ready. Isn't it a wonderful day today, David? Sure is, Mom. Move over, Ricky. You can go out and play just as soon as you finish. Swell. And you can have a nickel for an ice cream cone. Oatmeal again, huh, Mom? 
<laughs> and what's wrong with oatmeal? It's nutritious, tasty, healthful, and bodybuilding. Wonderful for a growing boy. Well, then Ricky can have mine. He's got further to grow. <laughs> Ricky's practically finished with his breakfast. Enough of that nonsense. Now I got the oatmeal. I'm so healthy now, I can't sleep nights. <laughs> oh, say, I almost forgot. I bought something yesterday I want to surprise your father with. What is it, Mom? A vase. A what? An antique vase. I bought it at an auction sale. <laughs> here, here it is. Jiminy, no, not that. David, what's the matter? What is that? A vase. Just a vase, that's all. Oh, I thought it was full of oatmeal. <laughs> And, gee, I bet that thing could hold a million pounds of oatmeal. Oh, David, don't exaggerate. The vase is only four feet tall. Oh, here comes your father. I'll put it right in the middle of the table. Surprise me. Oh, ah, good morning, good morning. Wonderful morning. I've got an appetite like a horse. You've come to the right place. We got oats. <laughs> What has my beautiful little wife got for breakfast this glorious morning? Let's see. Uh, oatmeal. Ozzie. Ozzie. A beautiful, nutritious, tasty, bodybuilding oatmeal. You really like oatmeal, Pop? Oh, do I. Yum, yum, yum. There you are, Mom. You won't have to throw it away after all. <laughs> oh, David, stop acting silly. Here's your orange juice, Ozzie. Oh, thank you, dear. Ah, gee, that orange juice was good. Well, why shouldn't the orange juice be good? Here we are in California where the oranges grow. Yeah, that's right. Isn't California a wonderful state? Where else can you put your hand out the window into your own backyard and pull it back with two or three ripe gophers? <laughs> uh, uh, what's wrong, David? You usually laugh at those funny things I say. Well, Dad, you already gave me my allowance this week. <laughs> Come on, you two. Breakfast is getting cold. Hey, Mom, Pop hasn't even noticed the new base. Never mind, David. Uh, what was that? Nothing. Only I'm afraid you aren't very observant this morning. What do you mean? Well, haven't you noticed anything different? Noticed anything? Ozzie Nelson, sometimes I can't help thinking you're just like a man. <laughs> Well, as long as there's some resemblance. <laughs> you mean to say you don't notice anything different? Different? Oh, of course, your hair, and I love it that way, too. You should wear it that way more often. Well, would you pass me... I haven't the... done my hair yet this morning. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, of course, that dress. Oh, it's lovely, dear. Beautiful. When did you get it? April, 1941. <laughs> Before I go, I'll give you a hint, Pop. It's on the T-A-B-L-E. On the table? Yes. Do you like it? Something on, on this table? Yes. It's beautiful, isn't it? Gee, I'm sorry, dear. I can't see a thing. <laughs> Unless it's behind this... What is this? <laughs> well, it happens to be an antique vase, and it's just what I've been talking about. Oh. Oh, my. Uh, Harriet, where, where did you get this, this uh, vase? Guess. You found it in the tomb of an Egyptian pharaoh. No. You want it in a box of Cracker Jack. No. Am I getting warm? A little. I give up. I bought it. That I never would have guessed. Uh, honey, it only cost me ten dollars. 
Isn't it beautiful, Ozzy? Now, Harriet, let's be sensible about this, shall we? You don't like it, do you? Well, frankly, dear... Uh, Ozzy uh, Nelson, it happens to be a beautiful vase. Beautiful? Harriet, let's face it. The guy who designed that made a mockery out of crockery. <laughs> well, it so happens that that vase belongs to the early American period, around George Washington's time. It could have a very romantic history. George always brought fresh flowers to Martha. He might have used this vase for that. Well, he might have used the vase for that. But uh, I heard he chewed a lot of tobacco, too. <laughs> That's very funny. But you may as well get used to it, because I've decided to redecorate this entire room using the vase as a central figure. Why, Harriet, let's be sensible. Why do over an entire room for that old vase? You'll improve things. For example, I'd like to get rid of that easy chair over there by the fireplace. But, Harriet, that's my favorite chair. Oh, Ozzy, it's so shabby. Well, I know, but gosh, it's taken me years to get that chair just the way I want it. Why, that chair has the same shape now that I have. <laughs> You're not kidding. You and the chair dragging in the same place. <laughs> well, I happen to like things just the way they are. Oh, Ozzy. You're all finished breakfast, aren't you? Yes, I am. Oh, Gloria. Gloria. Did you call me, Mrs. Nelson? <laughs> yes, I did, Gloria. We're all finished breakfast in case you want to clear away the dishes. Gloria, what's your opinion on this? Don't you think it's a little silly going into an extensive redecorating project at this time? Well, personally, I think very definitely that it... That it... Would you mind repeating the question, please? <laughs> Let me put it my way, Gloria. Don't you think that things should be changed every so often? Oh, yes. And dipped in luxe, too. No, no, Gloria, Mrs. Nelson was referring to furniture and room decorations. There seems to be a difference of opinion as to this antique vase I bought downtown. Have you seen it, Gloria? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, thank you, Gloria. I just got it yesterday. You know, you can pick up some really nice things downtown these days. Well, I try, but I guess my whistle doesn't carry. <laughs> you see, Ozzy, Gloria thinks it's a pretty vase. Oh, yes. I think it's a beautiful sight. Well, I give up. To me, it looks like a huge bottle of beer. Well... To me, that's a beautiful sight. <laughs> uh, I better get at these dishes. I'll see you later. Honestly, though, dear, don't you think it'd be better to wait till it gets a little cooler before we do over the room? Oh, certainly. We don't have to do it right away. In fact, I'd like to shop around a little first and get some more ideas. Well, in the meantime, why don't I take this out to the storeroom in the garage and give you a chance to forget, to, to uh, think about it a little more? Well, okay, but be sure and go out the front way with it. The grass is wet and back. You might slip and break the vase. That's funny. I was thinking the same thing myself. <laughs> a light, amusing comedy adventure of Ozzy and Harriet. They were two of the best. They really were. They were awesome on radio and uh, even more awesome on television. As uh, we talked about earlier, uh, one of the longest-running television shows in history 
And a lot of these are available on DVD. As far as the TV show, they run a lot on uh, Neil Sabin's network, MeTV, and Antenna TV, and some of the other uh, cable stations. It's great. And uh, this is a great adventure on radio with uh, Ozzie Nelson, Harriet Hilliard. They were married, of course, in real life. And they had two uh, boys, David and Ricky. You like it, Lisa? I do, Carl. That's that's right. My just what I like. You like that stuff, I right? Do. You're just like you're kind of like uh, old fashioned, a little corny. Kind of like reminds corn- me of those '60s shows that it's, we used yeah, to watch. It's, it's like, corny, you know, fun, it's corny family fun. humor. But I like corn. I you like know? family affair and that girl type stuff. Yeah, it's good. All right. Well, a little later, we're gonna tune into Pat Novak for Hire a Good Detective Adventure with Jack Webb. Then we're going to go to the West with the Cisco Kid. And then we'll top things off with Inner Sanctum Mysteries. That's our agenda for this edition of Hollywood 360. And if you, if you can't be with us or can't hear every hour, because some stations don't air every hour, then you want to listen to our podcast, just go to Hollywood360radio.com. Check out our podcast. We put it up every Monday, the Monday after the broadcast. Okay, John Mellencamp is the man of the week, and here is a uh, clip from one of his songs. Which song is this? If you know it, call us toll-free, 855-360-H-360. Win some fun prizes. Oh, but ain't that America? You and me, ain't that America? Something to see, baby. If you know that John Mellencamp tune, call us toll-free, 855 855- 360 H360. Number to call toll free 855 H360. Call us, tell us what song that is. Win some fabulous prizes. Lisa and I will be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, this is the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. That's Adam West. Uh, he had a birthday last week, Lisa. Oh, I have a birthday coming up, Carl. Oh, oh you do. That's right. I can't wow. get out of that one. Wow, it's in October sometime. It's. I wrote it down. <laughs> I have it somewhere. When, when is it? Do you remember? What size are you? Um, what are you? Size 60? What do you need? What, what do you... That's not nice. Don't say that to a girl. What? No, what's? No, I meant that in the uh, in the in the uh, extra small children section, oh, size okay. sixty. I was thinking uh, more about other so, things. What do you want for your birthday? I'll from? tell you. You don't know what you oh, want. I know what, what I want. want. You want me to tell you? Yeah, tell me what do you want. I want. I, what do you I want can't from say me? Say it on the air. Why? What do you want? They're too expensive. Something from Juicy something or not expensive. Juicy? What do you like? You like no, Lululemon. No, you no, like no, not that. You like Lululemon. I no, know that. Something else. Lululemon always looks like they have like a little tag on the, uh, you walk around sometimes with Lululemon and I'm always yeah. like, there's a little, you forgot the tag. No, this is a Nordstrom item. Oh, mm. yeah, I can't afford Nordstrom. <laughs> 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 All right, here's uh, John Mellencamp tune. Oh, but ain't that America, you and me, ain't that America. Yeah, we, uh, you know, John Mellencamp uh, narrated my movie, Madison. I knew that. And uh, he did the narration for the movie. We all went down to his studio in uh, Seymour, Indiana, and we sat there with him, and he uh, did all the narration. It was cool to sit there where he does all these songs. I will admit, I am taken with John Mellencamp. You're a little jealous about that, cool. right? You're a little He's jealous a, that uh, he is truly a me talent. and the director and uh, and one of the writers, we went there. And, I would uh, like to meet John Mellencamp. It was Mellencamp. very cool. Very cool to see his studio and 
have him narrate uh, Madison. If pe- I, I people, if you haven't seen the movie Madison, check it out. It plays all the time, or you can you know get it on Netflix. And John Mellencamp narrates it, and I think you would like it. All right, let's uh, talk with Paula. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Calling from California. Is it nice and warm there? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah? What town do you live uh, in or near? I live in Northern California, Red Bluff. Oh, wow. I'll bet you that's beautiful there, huh? Yeah. Wow, nice. And you like John Mellencamp? Yes, I do. All right. Well, it's his birthday coming up. October 7th is his birthday. He was born in 1951. So uh, he's got a lot of hits out there. And which song is this? This is Pink House. You're absolutely right. You're a winner, which means you're going to get some fun prizes uh, from my Krabby brother. Sound good? Oh, that's great. I have a Krabby brother, too. Oh, yeah. You know what? They uh, they sort of run in the family, no, uh, no pun intended, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Paula, thank you. Okay, thanks a Take lot. Take care. Guys. All right. Bye-bye now. Paula knew it, Lisa Wolf. She, she sure knew it, did. and she lives in a... Pretty town. And sounds, right now, that imagine sounds how nice terrific. that is. I can't. I actually imagine that right now because it is so cold. It's chilly. And awful uh, in we Chicago. broadcast this show, folks, from Chicago. And if you're listening across the country, because we have stations, uh, we're very lucky to say we have stations all across the country carrying Hollywood 360, and we're cold. We, we are cold. Right about now, yeah. Pink Houses, written and sung by John Mellencamp and released yeah, for his 1983 album, Uh huh. That's an album. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Trivia. The song was inspired when Mellencamp was driving along an overpass on his way home to Bloomington, Indiana, from the Indianapolis airport, and there was an elderly black man sitting outside his little pink shotgun house with his cat in his arms, completely unperturbed by the traffic speeding along the highway in his front yard. And he waved, and I waved back, Mellencamp said in an interview with Rolling Stone. That's how Pink's uh, houses started. I think I saw that pink house, too. Did you? Uh-huh. Along the highway? <laughs> yeah, I see that one. Do you? I see the kitty. Is the guy out wave. there holding the kitty? Oh, I wave to everyone. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> there you go. That's how it was inspired. All right, let's get back now to the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Rearranging furniture, antique vases, women. Hello, Mr. Nelson. Oh, hello there, Emmy Lou. What have you got there? Well, this is an antique vase that Mrs. Nelson bought. I'm taking it out to the garage to store it. Do you mind if I look at it? No, go ahead. Although you look so young to suffer. <laughs> Just what kind of a vase is it, Mr. Nelson? I don't know, Emmy Lou. I think it's a Grecian urn. What's a Grecian urn? Hmm? What's a Grecian urn? It depends on where he works. <laughs> you get it? Uh, what's the Grecian urn? <laughs> yes, I get it. It's pretty hot today, isn't it, Mr. Nelson? <laughs> Can you carry that vase down the steps without dropping it? I'm afraid so. It's a fine time for David's roller skates not to be here. Oh, I saw David swap his roller skates to Bobby for a hammer. I could use a hammer now, too. What are you going to do with the vase? I don't know. Let's just set it in the middle of the lawn and throw rocks at it, shall we? Why are you so bitter about it, Mr. Nelson? Well, it's this way. It isn't enough that Harriet bought this idiotic vase. Now she's going to do over the entire room to fit it. Oh. Well, why don't you drop it? You know, sort of accidental-like. And then tell Mrs. Nelson that you couldn't help it. Uh, Tell her you tripped and fell down. That it was an accident. Would you believe a story like that? Of course. 
Gosh, how women change when they get married. <laughs> no, Annie Lou, I'm afraid my wife knows me to, uh, wouldn't go for that. Well, then I've got another idea, Mr. Nelson. What's that? I'd insist that she return the vase. And if she got mad, I'd let her go home to her mother. And I'd refuse to let her take the children. And she'd sue you for custody of the children. And if it looked like she was going to win, you know what I'd do? What? I'd let her keep the vase. There's no use being stubborn. <laughs> I think you're foolish to break up your marriage for a vase you couldn't get more than a few dollars for. Well, that's right. And a few dollars for Well, say, I could sell it. Uh, oh, but what if Harry... No, she wouldn't. And if she did, I'd tell her that somebody... Emmy, thanks very much for the suggestion. Give me that vase, will you? That's a wonderful idea. You mean you're going to sell the vase? Absolutely. Emmy Lou, there comes a time in every man's life when he has to be daring and take a terrible risk. Um, I hate to bring this up, Mr. Nelson, but have you got something in mind in case Mrs. Nelson finds out about this? Well, of course I've got something in mind. What is it? A one-way ticket on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe. <laughs> And now, back to the Nelsons. For a change, Ozzie has put himself out on a limb. Instead of taking the antique vase, which is Harriet's pride and joy, out to the garage, he's decided to save himself a little physical labor in the future by following that old slogan, out of sight, out of mind. And we find him now going into Mr. McQueen's antique shop to sell the vase. Mm, gosh, loaded with junk. Doesn't seem to be anybody around here either. Just be patient, sir. Just be patient. <laughs> I'm busy. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. What are you doing? I'm crocheting a tea cozy. <laughs> you interrupted me just as I was going around the spout, darn it. There. Now, what can I do for you? Well, I've come to see you about an antique. Oh, you've come to the right place, sir. We're a member of the National Antique Dealers. Of course, you're familiar with the slogan of the National Antique Dealers. The older, the better, except in a sweater. <laughs> Let's see what you've got there. I have here a very fine old antique vase dating back to... About 1922. 1922? Well, it's really older than that, but I don't want to seem too eager. <laughs> You'll have to admit it's beautiful, though. Well, I wouldn't say it was beautiful, but it has a certain horrid fascination that women go for. <laughs> you want to sell it to me? Uh, yes, I do. Would you be interested in buying it? What do you want for it? What did you give me for it? I asked you first. <laughs> okay, make me an offer. Fifty cents. <laughs> What's your price? Fifty dollars. Shall we compromise? All right, I'll double my offer. One dollar. Okay, I'll cut my price in half. Twenty-five dollars. <laughs> I should have started by offering you a dime for it. Hey, just look it over and see how lovely it is. Mm, very shabby condition. Yes, did you ever see anything so gorgeously broken down? Just look at those beautiful chips and cracks in it. Tell you the truth, this is one of the most antique antiques I've ever seen. Oh, dear, I do wish Mr. Cameron were here. Who's he? He's the fellow who owned the store 19 years ago. He was an expert on vase vases. Well, can't you get in touch with him? Oh, no. He died 12 years ago. Well, uh, if... Never had a sick day in his life. Very tragic. Left a wife and three children. Well, I wanted... Any insurance? <laughs> Not a cent. What happened to his family? Well, his widow later married a well-to-do businessman who owned his own buttonhole factory in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> 
Then they're getting along all right now. Well, the youngest son had measles when he was six, and their house was attacked by termites in 1934. But everything was just dandy the last I heard. Well, the next time you write, will you remember me to them? I certainly will. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to meet you, Mr. McQueen. The pleasure's been all mine, Mr. Nelson. Oh, goodbye, Mr. McQueen. Goodbye, Mr. Nelson. Oh, say, by the way, what about the vase? I'll give you five dollars for it. Sold. Pop. How long have you been home? Oh, about an hour. You look proud of yourself this afternoon, Pop. Well, David, I just did something pretty smart, even for your old man. Yes, sir, one thing every man should learn is the psychology of women. What's that, Dad? Well, suppose you're married to some woman, and one day she comes up to you and says, David, I want to buy a fur coat. Now, what would you say? Well, I'd say... Okay, if I can get a baseball bat. <laughs> no, David, that's where the psychology comes in. You try to make the woman forget what it is she wanted. You know what I mean? Oh, like the time Mother wanted that string of pearls. Exactly. And every time she mentioned them, you kept talking about everything else. That's right. They look pretty on her, don't they? <laughs> David, I don't win all the time. No, but she does. <laughs> By the way, where is Mom? I don't know. I've been waiting for her myself. She must still be out shopping, I guess. Well, I'll see you later, Pop. Oh, Ozzy! In here, Harriet. Ozzy, I have the most wonderful surprise for you. Guess what I bought? What? A vase. I know you showed it to me this morning. Don't you remember? Oh, no. This is another vase. I have it out in the car. Another vase? Yes, another vase. Harriet, darling, please, not another vase. Yes, Ozzy, another vase. <laughs> That's a funny joke, pretending you bought another vase <laughs> See, I'm laughing <laughs> Now tell me, not another vase Well, yes, darling, another vase But we've already got a vase Well, that's what makes it so perfect This vase is a mate to the one I bought this morning A mate? Harriet, these things aren't going to turn out to be like rabbits, are they? <laughs> oh, silly Ozzy, I'm anxious to compare the two vases would you go out in the garage and get the other one? Well, uh, but Harriet, why should I go to all the trouble of going to the garage and bringing that one back? I, I could take this one out to the garage and then just snap a picture or something. Ozzy, no. <laughs> stop joking. Get the vase from the garage. Why are you so suspicious? <laughs> well, what are you talking about? My goodness, if you don't want to get it, I'll... No, 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 don't, don't, I'll, I'll get it. You just wait right here. I'm sorry, Mr. Nelson, but really, I sold that vase ten minutes after you left the store. Oh, but I've got to have that vase back. My wife insists upon it. But we it. have so many other beautiful things here in the store. Oh, would you be interested in a genuine antique music box that plays Goodbye to Jennifer, goodbye. No, no, no. Please, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> Little yellow bird, 37.50. No, no, no. I tell you, I've got to have that vase. I've got to, I tell you. I, I've just... Have you ever been married? Is this a proposal? <laughs> Listen, I wasn't going to tell you this, but I, I guess I'll have to. 
my wife is a lady wrestler. Really? Exactly. And she said, if I don't buy the vase back, she'll break every bone in my body. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? She sounds positively vicious. Now, let's see. The woman who bought the vase didn't leave her name, but I've got her address. Yes, here it is. Now, you wait right here. I'll go over and see if I can buy it back from her. Oh, thanks, old man. You'll never know what this means to me. My bones knit so slowly. But, Mr. McQueen, I want the vase myself. And besides, my husband would be very angry if I sold it. Well, madam, I wouldn't ask this, but if you only knew how desperately this man needs the vase, how frightened he is. You mean of his wife? His wife. Oh, is she really a lady wrestler? Wrestling the wind-up at the Legion Stadium Monday night. <laughs> oh, and would she really... You just see the scars he has on him already. Oh, my. And he's such a nice fellow, too. Tell me, why does such a nice fellow marry such a terrible woman? Well, if you ask me, madam, he is a nice fellow, but he doesn't look very bright. <laughs> oh, the poor man. Okay, I'll sell you the vase for $20. And so the vase will cost you $25, Mr. Nelson. But I finally convinced her to sell it back. Oh, fine. She sounds like such a nice girl. Oh, she is. She sold it to me even though she was afraid of what her husband would do when he found out. Why does such a nice girl marry a brute like that? Well, between you and me, Mr. Nelson, she's a nice girl, but she hasn't got very good taste. Hmm? Otherwise, she never would have bought a terrible vase like this. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> a woman who likes a vase like that, imagine the kind of husband she'd pick out. <laughs> well, say, that reminds me. I've got to get back to Harriet with this vase. Well, so long. i got to dash. Turn that stoplight. Oh, Harriet. Have you been? Well, I, I tell you, I, I went to the garage of the long way, and, and what a job. It was hidden behind the... Well, anyway, I finally got it. Got what? With the vase. Look. Oh. Oh, you shouldn't have bothered. But you said... Shouldn't have bothered? Well, while you were gone, I decided not to redecorate the room after all. You see, I... Uh, I don't know quite how to tell you this, dear, but I accidentally broke the vase. You broke it? Yes, I, uh... Uh, I tripped over one of David's roller skates and dropped it. But David swapped his roller skates. What'd you skates. say, dear? I just wanted to remind you that it's only six months and ten days until George Washington's birthday. Oh. Ozzie, I've got something to tell you. Yes? I didn't tell you the truth about that vase. Uh-huh. I didn't break it. I sold it back to the same place I bought it. McQueen's Antique Shop. McQueen's? There. I knew I couldn't sleep tonight with that on my mind. Harriet, I forgive you. And I'm very glad you told me the truth. Because the successful marriage is based on mutual confidence and trust. <laughs> when the ship of matrimony sails forth on the sea of life, we must avoid the hidden shoals of deceit. <laughs> Honey, that's beautiful. Thank you. Now, I want to confess something to you also. What, dear? Well, this afternoon, for a moment I was tempted 
just tempted, mind you, to sell that vase and not tell you. Oh. Well, don't you give it another thought because I forgive you. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. That's all right, dear. Ozzy. Yes, Harriet, anything bothering you? Well, just one thing, darling. What is it, honey? Why did you tell a man I was a lady wrestler? Well, it... <laughs> you know, I guess I was pretty silly for making such a fuss about this vase in the first place. It's really not bad looking. Now, let me have it, will you, Harriet? Well, here it is, but be careful, dear. It's big, but it's rather delicate. Say, uh, couldn't we use this as a wall decoration? Oh, no, dear, I don't think so. Well, we could use it to keep flowers in, couldn't we? Mm, I think it's a little big for that. Say, I have an idea. We could use it as an umbrella stand. That is, in case we ever move to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, perhaps. Or I tell you... Makes a nice bunch of little ashtrays, too, doesn't it? International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, invite you to listen to the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet next Sunday over your CBS station. And don't forget, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. This program originates in the Hollywood studios of the Columbia Broadcasting System and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This adventure of Ozzie and Harriet will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were the four King sisters, B. Benaderet, Louise Erickson, John Brown, and Joel Davis. Original music was by Billy May. Vern Smith speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, a good radio adventure from August 12th, 1945. That's the antique vase starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Vern Smith doing the announcing over CBS. Hope you enjoyed that. And if you'd like 10 classic radio shows, uh, actually 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time, we hand-selected them. They're available at our website. There's no catch. There's no gimmick. You can have them free digital download. It's our gift to you as our listeners. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com, and uh, at the very top of the of the uh, site, it says 10 free shows. Click that, and that's all you have to do. You get 10 free classic radio shows. And also, our podcast is at the site. We have all four hours of our Hollywood 360 show, along with a bonus hour of classic radio. So you get uh, nearly five hours of classic radio shows, including the four-hour Hollywood 360 show, at our website right on the home page. And we put the new show up every Monday, so just check it all out including our store and all kinds of fun stuff and thousands of pictures of Lisa Wolf. Are you going to tell them what the website is? Yeah. I was waiting. I am. Go for it. It's Hollywood360radio.com. That's important. And we have a Facebook and a Twitter, too, right? We do. Um, I Usually it's up. It's it says, Hollywood 360 Radio, and yeah. it's at Hollywood 360 Radio. Oh, okay. It's so, really easy. So go to Facebook, right, go and search Facebook, for us. And Yeah, and talk to us and tell us what you'd like to hear and what you're thinking, and we, uh, we'd love to communicate with you. Yeah, I think we have over 1,000 likes, so uh, um, we'd like quite. to... 
but we're, we're I close. think we do on on Hollywood 360. I think we, we have over a thousand. All right. So we would want to be uh, we want to hit that next milestone of uh, two thousand. That'd be great. And Let's we need your help. Now. Just go to Facebook. Please search for us, Hollywood 360 Radio. And like us and talk to us and tell us what you want to hear. All right, let's take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right. In our next hour, we're going to tune into Jack Webb starring as Pat Novak for Hire. These are great Detective Adventures. Uh, Sound good, Lisa? Oh, that sounds great, Carl. And uh, we are going to play... Beat the host. I like how you could just answer my, when I start a sentence, you're able to answer it. And who is going to moderate Beat the Host? Lisa Wolf. Oh my gosh. And who is the host? Of what? That they're trying to beat. Oh, Carl Amari. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the man of the week is John Mellencamp. Yep. That's there right. Personal Jack favorite and Diane. Song. Thank you. So call if you want to play Beat the Host right now. The phone lines are open. They're wide open. Call us right now, 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Call right now. Play Beat the Host. Win some fabulous prizes, 855-360-H360. We'll be right back.